0: Welcome to the Vanity Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today is Seabass of WNWS in Jackson, Tennessee. This show originally recorded on Wednesday afternoon. This episode is presented by the Well Coffee House, a Nashville area coffee house that provides fresh roast coffee, along with house-made pastries, breakfast, and lunch offerings. There are four locations to serve you in the Nashville area. Those are Brentwood, Green Hills, downtown, and Bellevue. More information can be found at WellCoffeeHouse.org, the Well Coffee House where coffee changes lives. We also thank our co-presenting sponsor, Wellspire, Nashville's Learning and Development Center, which is located in the Gulch. Today's news is sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in any type of accident, call Taylor or Russell at 615-846-6200, see what your rights are and if they can help. Well, the long-awaited baseball season is upon us. Vanderbilt and Michigan play at 6 o'clock Central on Friday night. That game in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Salt River Fields. You can see that on the MLB Network. The guest line, as always, presented by my friends Scott and Missy Tannen at Bowling Branch. I've slept on Bowling Branch products for years and love them. I did not know what I was missing until I got them. They are fair Trade certified, meaning they are made under safe conditions by men and women treated and paid fairly. Try them for a month. You can return them for free, but you won't want to. Once you get the sheets, try the mattress. That was voted the best mattress of 2018. Go to BowlingBranch.com. That is spelled B-O-L-L. Enter the promo code VANDY to get $50 off your first set of sheets. Seabass joins us from WNWS in Jackson, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Man, thank you for having me, Chris. It is truly a pleasure, the honor of my life.
0: It was a difficult decision, but you did get the Wednesday afternoon podcast
1: spot. So It was, it was either me or the dude that was, used to do Snowbird. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and he's dead, so it's you.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, never. I'm sorry. I didn't. I we you know we interviewed him a couple of years ago. I didn't oh know no, I'm sorry. I'm
0: thinking. I'm thinking of Bill Hall. Is that who you mean?
1: No, no, no Snowbird. Oh, I, Snowbird. No. I knew Bill Hall had passed. I'm talking about the dude, that, you know, dressed up like that bird, walking around giving the weather report.
0: <laughs> I Have lots of information on things lately, but not on that one.
1: Man, yeah, I interviewed him one time. When we were doing that stuff in Nashville, and I was like, man, I'm sorry, I didn't know.
0: Did he just give you, like, hand gestures and stuff or, like, mascots do? No, uh,
1: no, we we were talking to him because he had, like, lost his job or something, you know? Uh, I think they had stopped having Snowbird or stopped having him do Snowbird or whatever, and we had had him on that day.
0: How do you lose your job as Snowbird? What do you do
1: to Man, I don't. (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't even know if they still use Snowbird. I'm not sure. I just know he wasn't doing it anymore. How did we get here? Uh, because at least one of us in this conversation is a little bit unbalanced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's rescue this quickly before everyone tunes <laughs> us out. Where would you like to go?
1: Oh, uh, well, well, well. let me tell you, if you tune us out because you heard somebody say about Snowbird, I'll come find you wherever you live. <laughs> there, there you go. You.
0: Seriously, your choice of topics today. Basketball. Let's go.
1: Basketball. I want to talk about this team, man. I mean, I know I only see one win in that in that conference win column. The teams are not far away, Chris. I mean, as of right now, not from being like an NCAA tournament team. But I, and I think about the game in Rupp, the game last night, the game against Florida, the game against Auburn, of course, the LSU game. I mean, uh, you know, a month ago, this team and some of the games that we saw, they, they, they couldn't tie their shoes. They couldn't get down the court. I know they're not winning them right now, but look, depth's a real issue. And they, and they do have limitations, but come, they're playing hard, Chris. And when they do play hard, they can stack up, you know, from for a while with anybody in this conference it's just the depth ends up getting, I mean, some of the shots don't fall, you know, they're still limited in the post, but I got to tell you, man, this team plays hard for Stackhouse, man, they do. And, and I, I think at least for a first year coach with everything he's dealing with, I, you know, there's a lot to like about coach Stackhouse and it makes you think if this team can, and again, this is all without Neesmith, good grief. Uh, and, and it makes you think with some of the transfers and Stutes, and, and who knows with, uh, with, with Neesmith, you know, I wonder what this team will look like next year. Because I think from a coaching standpoint, I think Stagg gets it.
0: Well, Neesmith, I don't think will be here. I need to follow up with that a little bit more. I don't know. I think their ceiling is still limited for next year. Again, to me, is can they progress and can they develop players? And speaking of which, I got to admit, Scottie Pippen has been way better than I thought he'd be.
1: And he's certainly a confident player, and you're right. I mean, he wanted the ball in tough situations, and I like. You know, I think Scotty's going to be fine. Remembering, you know, let's just pretend like his name's Scotty Smith, you know. And 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 the fact that he is a true freshman, there's a lot to like about this true freshman. He plays with with a sense of maturity, and I like that. Uh, I mean, he's the kind of guy that I look and I see two years from now. Is is leading this basketball team? I I I like I like where Scottie Pippen Jr. is at right now for sure, no doubt.
0: I'm trying to think of who you would compare him to as a point guard, nobody really comes to mind. I mean, I, it, there's nothing really distinct about him. I mean, he's good at getting to the hole. He shoots foul shots pretty well. He's not a great outside shooter at this point, but. <laughs>
1: All right, let me ask you this, then. What would you compare him? I'm going to go, I say way back. It's back far enough. Uh, But this is a guy who played point guard and played it as a true freshman. Uh, Just compare them as true freshman point guards, nothing else. Uh, Atiba Prater. I could see that. Better offensive
0: player. I was thinking more along the lines of Jermaine Beal, maybe. I know they're different players, and Jermaine was a much better defender, but as an offensive what player, player. Uh, because player neither player of them too. are great outside shooters, although that, I guess Pippen's better at
1: this stage. What I like about Pippen is he's always looking to get to the basket and looking for somebody to frail him and cut to him and, and get it to him on a cut you know, and feed it, but he's – He's, uh, you know, but I, I think he's a, he's a pretty heady player. He is. I mean, he's look, he's not going to break your ankles, but he, from time to time, he'll flash a move and you say, wow, that's a, that's a pretty mature move for a dude who's playing as, as a true freshman. Yeah. I, I just went with Prater because, you know, cause I agree with you, you know, the guy thing about Jermaine bill, Jermaine was a thick guy. You know what I mean? He was a, a big, strong dude. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to find a Vandy true freshman point guard comp. Uh, What about Russell Lakey as a freshman?
0: Yeah, maybe Russ wasn't nearly as good a player, not nearly as good. See, that's the thing. I think that Scotty is much more advanced offensively at this stage. Now, look, he also comes in with sort of a built-in advantage in that regard. He had to play a ton minutes by necessity, That gives you time to develop and showcase skills, whereas all those other guys were walking into better situations. So it's not apples to apples, but what I do like him is I think he's got a very advanced savvy and court sense. Now, his defense, again, that's another issue, but you hope as a freshman to see some signs that there could be a really good player in there, and I see several of them.
1: Yeah, and see the thing I like. Let me let me tell you something. This is why I'm I'm kind of I'm bullish, and I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Jerry Stackhouse, is because I am seeing progression uh, on his players. I mean, think about this. We were just talking about Scotty, but let's let's look at a couple of other players for a second. Now, one guy who I mean. I'm, Yes, the 31 the other night was impressive, but one guy who's been in the lab, he's been working hard. And there, look, the truth is there wasn't a whole ton of expectations uh, for Maxwell coming into the season. There was hope that he could, you know, figure some things out. But I mean, as, as you know, uh, the 31 was where his coming out there deal. But I mean, even like last night, the guy wants the ball right now. And when he gets locked in, he can really do it. And remembering something, Maxwell Evans is not just a three-point shooter. He got hot that night, but Maxwell Evans, you and I both know, can tear the rim down when he needs to. Um, He's looking to be a much more integral part of their uh, of their offensive game and and getting after things. I think he's progressed as a player. Uh, Here's another one for you. And look, I've not I've never been the biggest uh, Obena fan, uh, just because I think he's just. I mean, especially with having a year off, just you just got to and some look sometimes you just can't do it but you've just got to get stronger and you got and and you, you gotta look I'm not you got to put the work in and sometimes you do and the and the uh, the work is put in but you just don't get much bigger uh but he's gonna have to be stronger because like well, you see the times ball get ripped away from him or get stuffed at the rim and all this other stuff but I gotta He has played much better basketball in the last week or two. Now, he's still inconsistent, but he has improved, and you know that's right. And these people that I'm naming, they're all improving as the season goes on. And I think Stack has a lot to do with that. I mean, I know all the wins aren't piling up, but these players are improving as a unit and as individuals. And I don't really think that's debatable.
0: The issue next year, or one of, I mean, there's going to be several issues, but one of them is going to be. They just – well, they still don't have a really good shooter, assuming Smith is gone. And number two, just the lack of rim protection right now really kills them. Unless Cleavon Brown, Redshirtson comes back, and he'd be the only one. They just don't have it. So, I like the way they're improving, but, man, it is still going to be a really long climb for them.
1: Let's just pretend – now, how, how, what do you think this team would be like? And let's just pretend – that for some reason, you know, for, for 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 some reason Darius decided not to leave last year and and didn't get injured and Sime's Simi, you know, I guess got focused or whatever, because it's not about ability. Simi's got ability. And what if this roster right now had Darius and Simi and Aaron Neesmith? you know, and everybody else that they have right now. How? Where would you place that team in this conference right now? It's an NCAA
0: tournament team. It's a top half of the league team. My issue with that team, though, is I don't know how well it defends because you never saw it out of Chateau. Um, Now, that would free Aaron Neesmith if he's healthy. I don't know if that was part of the equation to become a better defender and maybe exert some more energy on that end of the four. I think it's an NCAA tournament team. It's a really talented team. I still see some defensive issues though.
1: Agreed. I agree and then and then factor in a guy another guy who's clearly improving and I think we he just needs to keep on playing Kentucky and that's Dylan DeSue. I mean, think about think about a unit that had Darius Garland and Aaron Neesmith, and Simi Shatou, and Dylan DeSue, and you name the five, you place somebody else in there. But, I mean, that team, right, good, Chris, that's that's length. That's, that, that's a lot of everything right there. Uh, that never, I honestly, got a chance to materialize. Uh, but it just kind of makes you think of what could have been.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, look, that's a really talented team. It's a really talented team. It still doesn't have. Well, no, Garland was actually a really great three point shooter. So Garland and Smith, I don't. know, That might be a team that's that's top twenty five anyway. Probably is just on talent can just outscore people.
1: Yeah, and just so when he gets hot, you've seen what he can do. You know, so I'm telling you, man, it's it's. Uh, you know, it didn't work out that way, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, I like right now. It's it's not led to a lot of, uh, enough wins clearly yet, and I certainly get that. But, you know, if you're going to be about player development, then you need to see players developing, and I'm seeing that. And surely you're seeing that, too, Chris. There's no way it's just me.
0: Oh, completely. I've been saying that for a while. Okay, let's let's go back to your fantasy world for a second, okay? Yeah. All right. And let's compose the lineup. You go Garland 1, Lee at 2, Neesmith at 3. Um, you could go Chateau at four. Okay, let's let's give you a real fantasy lineup here. Let's say you can bring Yanni Wetzel back. No. Put him at the five. You can back up Garland with Pippin. You can back up Wetzel with Brown if he's healthy. Um you can throw. The Sioux on the wing at the three. Now, you might have to shave off a couple of guys because getting all these guys back. So this may fall apart as we do it. But it's interesting just because you could put Obena at the four or the five. You could, I guess, put Brown at the four, Obinna at the five, whatever. And really still, I guess you could put Evans at the two Is your – Ninth or 10th guy off the bench. Yeah, that's a really talented lineup. Again, I don't know how well it can defend. And that's where Stackhouse probably comes in. You might get Chateau engaged on that end of the floor. He's one more year removed from the surgery at that point. So, that's a really talented
1: team. Man, when I think about the basketball that we didn't get to see, (laughs) <laughs> you know, of people who were, and these—it's not like we're talking about if they could, Vanderbilt could have got them. These are all people who were there at one point in the last, you know, in little over a calendar year, and it just—I guess it just wasn't meant to be. But you know, we talk about the 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 low levels that this program is sank to. It almost it didn't have to be that way, and unfortunately, it, it, it fell that way. And it's incumbent upon Jerry and, and 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 his staff to to build things back up. And I think that they can. It's 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 not it's not a one year fix by any stretch of his imagination. But the improvements that I'm seeing out of these players and what he's getting out of them, and the fact that as hard as it's been, they're not getting. I mean, does that team even remotely look like it's given up to you? That it's just no, out there going no. through the most Because it doesn't make. And winning, I mean, losing sucks and people get tired of it and they're still losing, you know, that's still a one comp one win conference team, but they go out there as if they've got everything to play for. And I, I mean, you know, last night, look, I mean, last night was, was what it was, but I got to tell you, you know, from a, an excitement standpoint, you know, the first 20 minutes, especially, but you know, 30 minutes of basketball, we could play with anybody and it looked great and it was fun. You know, we're just not there yet. We don't have the depth. We don't have the horses yet for 40 minutes, night in and night out, you know, especially against a team like that. Uh, but watching basketball last couple of weeks has been fun again. Even when they lost at Mississippi State, when they would get down, they were never out of it because they kept on coming. They kept believing, you know, and you don't generally find that out of a team who's what, like one in nine in conference at that point. They're just going through the motions at that point, but this team's not doing that, and I think that's a direct reflection of their head foot head basketball coach.
0: Does any athletic program over the last three years have a wider range of the what ifs than Vanderbilt?
1: No, no. What
0: are, than Vanderbilt basketball, no, no. no but than it. everything, because let's go back a minute, okay? You know what? If with me on football, all, on right. all of it. Maybe the last four years, okay? Right. You you have baseball, you have Donnie Everett. That's the biggest. <laughs> what if ever for that program? You have all the basketball stuff we've talked about. You have the AD thing. What if they just go get any number of power five ADs that would have listened to them? I mean, the range of outcomes. And it's just been crazy. There's, there's been, an incredible amount of bad decisions and an incredible amount of bad luck. And if you could just go over and do all this in an alternate universe, I wonder how it would have looked.
1: A lot better than it does, but you know, I'm kind of, I I kind of tend to focus more on the, like the, the self-imposed stuff, like, like ADs and stuff like that. I mean, that, that kind of is, that, that's, that's your own fault, those type of things. But stuff like the Darius deal, you know, and Aaron, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, who has that type of luck? That's a lottery pick and a guy who could be one potentially, uh, you know, playing a total of about 10 games. You know, and, and just, just and just taking the life out of a team before they even get things going in a season. I mean, Darius Garland was supposed to be, I, I mean, if it's fair not the savior of Vanderbilt basketball then probably could have done it, too. And we're four games in and some stupid nothing play in the beginning of a, a game. What game five? I think it was four or five. And he never puts on a uniform again. Well, you know, and that's uh, that's bad luck. Things like hires and ads and stuff like that—that's that's doing it to yourself. I, I can't lump that in there because that's on them.
0: If you want to go further back up to when Bryce is running players off to get those guys, and that ruins morale. I mean, Fisher Davis—they lose him what in January of his senior year, but yeah. I think by that point. Yeah. And they did win five games in the league. You had Roberson played well. You had Riley the Chance. So you had some guys that were really going at it. But, uh, man, that, that's another one, too. That And, again, that was maybe that falls under the category of self-destruction. Um, the year before the Cornette injury, all that changed was maybe some regular season wins because, in the end, it allowed other guys to play, and he was healthy, and they peaked – around tournament time. So I don't know that that changes the outcome much, maybe a seed line or two in that tournament. But man, it's just crazy to think about,
1: you know, and you know, next year, next year, I, I'll be interested to see what happened. Look, I look, I don't anticipate Aaron coming back. I don't, I know that, but, but you know, I'm interested. I'm interested to see this team with the, with the pieces that it has now another year in, I'm interested to see what it looks like with uh, DJ Harvey. What kind of role he has next year you know i I saw on social media today where he uh tweeted about that you know the upcoming tournament next year that features help me out chris vanderbilt uconn notre dame and and, uh usc i think it is i think that's correct Uh, yeah and and him talking about that and wanting the opportunity to showcase and show out uh against his former team uh i you know i I think I think d j Harvey is a very important part of of the plans for next year. I think it's gonna be a huge factor on this basketball team.
0: Let's switch gears. How excited are you for the start of baseball?
1: I mean you know I, like i like I told you, Chris, I like it a lot uh, I, I like to watch it uh, I pull for our guys all the time. If they're on, I'm gonna watch the game, but college baseball is just not my thing. You know, I, I love pro, I love major league baseball. Uh, I've just never really gotten into ma- into college baseball, but you know, I'm always going to pull for us, but the, the passion, the happiness, the anger that is invoked by a football and to a little bit lesser extent basketball is, is not there for me. And so, I mean, I get it for you guys that love it. And I want not, I mean, it's the one good thing that we do, and we do it better than everybody else. And I'm very happy about that. But it doesn't do for me—not even remotely close to what it does for you.
0: You're into it postseason. That's about it, isn't it?
1: No, I no. I mean, seriously. I mean, I will watch it during the regular season when it's on here. Uh, I, I'm always following what we do. If if the game's not on TV, I'll follow on online and, and see how we're doing. I just it, it doesn't look Vanderbilt gets beat twenty four to ten in football. I can't watch you know like an SEC Now or a Sports Center or whatever for a little while. I need my I need my time. Vanderbilt loses three to two in the ninth inning. I'm gonna be just fine. You know Vanderbilt lost last night. It sucked. I hated it. I wanted to win bad. I wanted to shut Kentucky fan up, um, and it bugged me. But I'm a little better today. But if the baseball team loses, it sucks. I'm pulling for them, but it's not going to really bother me now. If I'm, if you just want me to be truthful about it, now well, That's what we're about here. Uh, let's do the yeah, mailbag. I mean, and it doesn't make me any less of a Vanderbilt fan. I love it. I'm just not into college baseball the way a lot of Vanderbilt fans are. And, you know, Lord knows I should be because if I was, then I could be happy again and start smiling. And Vanderbilt athletics would make a lot of sense to me yeah
0: I just wish for the fan base because it's gone through so much that more people, and I think most people are into baseball now, but I just wish for know, people I, like I you know, wish I'm for people baseball. like you that you were into it more
1: just but I am into baseball, I'm just not yeah. into college baseball but but see the truth is i mean if, if look I, I don't want anybody not to love it, but if we're and again, if we're truthful at the end of the day, it's about football. And basketball, but especially football. And, and until that is fixed, you know, we're look. It's great to us, and it matters to us, and all that. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, and, and until we fix football, we're just, you know, it's that, just going to be what it is. You know, we we are. Unless you're someone like Kentucky, you are measured by your football program, and. You know what that is. So uh, I like I like college baseball, don't love it.
0: I had a booster text me this week and I don't have the text in front of me, but I think he said, you know, I would trade everything in baseball to get to the final four or to the college football playoff once. In a minute.
1: I wouldn't even blink. Wouldn't even blink. And and that and he would say, How could you say that? Because they matter so much more to me. And in the grand scheme of things, they matter so much more in college sports. But that doesn't mean I don't care. And I'm not happy about Vanderbilt baseball and how dominant it is. And I want it to stay that way. But, I mean, that booster you talk to is 100% right. Yeah, I mean, I think. And I would would not even blink. I would trade it and not not even worry about explaining myself.
0: Shall we do the mailbag? Because I've got maybe 10, 12 minutes left. Okay, our mailbag is sponsored by Vanderbilt Fan and independent insurance agent Josh Minton of Brentwood. You need an insurance agent who wants to know your unique needs and circumstances and will tailor an insurance plan to fit them. Josh is your guy. Call him 615-933-1979. Email him at josh at hqinsurance.com. Follow him at facebook.com forward slash HQ. He is my agent. Give him a shot. I think you'll be pleased. Mr. Vandy says, what did you think about the
1: departure of Malcolm Turner? Hmm. <laughs> Such a simple question, yet so complex, right, Chris? Uh, and more
0: boy, complex I'm the more I dig into it. I'll just say I think the Monday morning thoughts next week will be very interesting once again.
1: Right, all I'll say is it's like taking a big, fat bite out of an onion. There's four billion layers here, you know, I mean, and and honestly, I mean, I, I don't know how to feel about it because I, I I don't know where the culpability for for Malcolm Turner ends and the culpability for Vanderbilt begins. You know? well, and and we're learning more and more because of people like chris and and finding out and the digging and the information. Uh, I mean, are, is there a fault on both ends? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there is. And then you could, if you wanted to make the argument, he never should have been hired in the first place. You can do that too. How do I feel about it personally? Uh, if some of the things that Chris has said are true, I'm disappointed in him. And and some of the things that he said are true, then I'm disappointed for Vanderbilt and putting him in that situation. So uh, you know, I, I think it sucked. But I will say this, and I, without reservation, if our only answer is we're just going to plug in see uh, you know candace story lee and then just that's the way it's going to be and that's nothing against her she's a brilliant woman and, and 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 certainly has put the work in there's no doubt about it but if if this university is at all serious at all it will conduct a real legitimate and thorough search for its next athletic director and you know what hey if that's her that's great You know, but it's like I said to you, Chris, I I think maybe not just off and off of my conversation. My man was on the board. My question was, okay, if she was Malcolm Turner's right hand man and she learned from David Williams, but especially the the, the first part, she was right there with Malcolm Turner. Then she absolutely 100 percent had to know what was going on. Generally, when somebody is a part of situations like that, they don't get rewarded. They get fired. So I'm trying to figure out what's real here. I, I, I mean, because if she was on the inner sanctum right there with, with Malcolm, then she clearly knew what was going on. You fire one and give the other his job. I don't, I don't, unless that's what you were bucking for the all the whole time and had your own uh, way about going to do that, which if that's the case, that's even more underhanded, and I'm going to have a problem with that too, you know. But again, this is not about Candace Story Lee. I mean, you know, if you do a thorough search and, and interviews, and she is truly the best for the job, then I'll be the first person to shake her hand and say, "Go get him. But I mean, I don't know that that's the case. So I mean, I don't know how to feel about Malcolm Turner right now in that whole situation.
0: Yeah, I. I think if, think if they really want to get to the bottom of this, they can. I just wonder how much they do. I guess we'll see. I think I lost you. No, I'm waiting on your talk. Did you not hear what I said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's do the next question. All right. From Ann Arbor door, what's your projected range of Vanderbilt football wins next year? So let's do this. (laughs) I'm going to pull up the schedule. And while I'm doing that, I will let you answer this next one from Ann Arbor door projected percentage of snaps played. For the running backs on the depth chart. While you're doing that, I will pull the schedule out, which I meant to do ahead of time. It did not. And we will tackle the first one, but I'll let you tackle the second
1: one first. Okay, so we're looking at what? Let, let, let's First, let's do this. Let's establish who this depth chart is. I mean, I think we would probably both agree that Keon Brooks is the starting, at least going into the spring, the starting running back. Uh, Then you've got to take a look at Jamari Wakefield, who again had one carry last year and missed the rest of the season. So I don't know if you have any insight as to where he is uh, recovery-wise and if he's going to be 100% ready to go. Um, Javion Marlowe, Jr. Tran Reno, I guess. Uh, Am I leaving anybody out there, Chris? Does that sound like? Before, of course, uh, what's the young man's name that they just signed uh, from Georgia? Uh, Rocco Griffin. Yeah, Rocco Griffin. Yeah, real fast kid, uh, got some wheels, no doubt about it. Maybe has a chance to hit the field early. Uh, those are some explosive running backs, but I mean, there's very little experience right there. So if we're, did I first of all did I leave anybody off that we think is going to get snaps?
0: Um. I was mostly listening, but also trying to concentrate on getting the football schedule up. I heard you. Uh, nobody comes to mind that you left off.
1: Did you say Wakefield? Okay, so, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I mentioned Wakefield, but he, like I said, he only had one carry. Uh, last year ended, ended uh, an injury, ended the rest of his season. And I, I, in fact, I asked you if you had any insight as to whether he's ready for spring or ready for this, uh, uh, be ready by the start of the season and what the situation is with that. Do you happen to know? No, I don't. I've been bogged down okay. with
0: all this other stuff.
1: Right. Okay. So, so at the end of the day, in no particular order, uh, Brooks, Wakefield, Marlowe, uh, Tran Reno and Griffin sound right to you. Yeah. I I don't know that there's anybody on that le- list right there that I see getting 20 carries a game. You know, I I I think from from that list right there, just assuming all those people are healthy and who knows, maybe Griffith, uh red shirts, who knows. Uh from that list I I, I see a I see a rotation. I see a platoon, you know, and maybe a going with a hot hand. Of course, we got a brand new offensive coordinator, you know, and and that could change some things. So what we'll see as far as I still think that Brooks has got to be the catalyst of it all at the head of it. Uh, I'm thinking 15 carries a game for him, you know, and then maybe another 15 carries in between the rest of the rotation right now just because No, no look if Jamari Wakefield comes back healthy uh, that could change some things but right now I'm going to say Keon Brooks is the lead dog with 15 and then break up another 15 among the other four what do you think
0: yeah that works for me I have a lot of questions to be answered um, two of which are the health of Marlow and Wakefield and so it's just to me that's a
1: big incomplete right now so has that been the issue in your mind with Javion on Marlowe is the health? Because it seems like we just never, they just didn't play.
0: I mean, that's some of it, but you can never rule out stubbornness and offensive incompetence either. <laughs> in fact, you can almost count on it. You can almost <laughs> count on it. You you might think that after watching last year.
1: but For sure, for sure.
0: Hey, let's get to the schedule. Then I've got to go. I've got to take my son somewhere. Let's do it this way, okay? I'm going to name the opponent and the location. You give me the probability of victory that Vanderbilt wins the game. I will write that down, and we'll do a running total of probability. So, like, if you say 90%, that's going to go down as, like, a .9 of a win, and we'll do it that way. How's that? I'm in.
1: Let's roll. Yeah, let's
0: roll. Mercer.
1: 90%.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going to go to. So, at Missouri. What if I see? Here's the other thing. I am not in a great spot at knowing what everybody has coming back.
1: You know, know they're the wheel than I do you know i mean well one you got a brand new coach but i mean the wheels kind of came off there you know uh that's going to be somebody's first sec start as a quarterback yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. know uh, uh you you know i i i can't quite i can't make it 50 50 i don't think that's the case and you said that's at missouri yeah. uh l- 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 let me go with 35 i'm going to go 35%
0: okay i'm going to go 25 so okay. you are at 1.25 i'm at 1.15 at kansas state
1: okay now in the interest of fairness let's rotate a little bit instead of me going first every time
0: Okay, I will go first. I'll go 15%, so I'm at 1.3 through three games.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, I'm not far off. I'm going to go with 20.
0: Colorado State. That is in Nashville, by the way. They do go to Fort Collins, I think, in 2021 or maybe 22.
1: Boy, you, you know, did I learn my lesson with UNLV? (laughs) <laughs> uh, look Vanderbilt's going to be the favorite team here uh, I, how about this how, how about a very sexy 70% okay I'm going to go 60
0: so you okay. are at 2.15 I'm at 1.9 Ole Miss that'll be in Nashville is it my turn to go first um uh, yes I'll go point two five. I just remember how much how old Miss just manhandled Vanderbilt down there.
1: Man, uh, and this where'd you say this game was in Nashville? Yes. Boy, yeah. I mean, remembering also this Vanderbilt returns their entire defense, and I think they have upgraded at coach and on their coaching staff almost in every position <sighs> and we talk about losing the big three, but we didn't have the big three last year. We had the big one. Is that a fair statement? Not, not, not that that was Collider's or Jared's fault. It wasn't I'm not talking about that, but the end of the day, they they weren't a factor because they weren't allowed to be basically. So I say we we're losing the big one and that's going to be tough. It's going to be hurt. It's going to be hard, but you know, I mean, they, Ole Miss has its issues too, Chris. Oh man, I know who they hired. I'm well aware of that, but they've still got some issues as well. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a little better than you think it is, and I'm gonna get this game closer to to fifty percent. And I'm gonna sit somewhere around forty percent. I think that's a winnable football game.
0: Okay, you are at two point five five. I'm at two point one five. We got to hurry through these because I've got to run Kentucky. What do you say,
1: Kentucky? The
0: game is at Kentucky.
1: It's at Kentucky. I don't like it. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go twenty-five. I'm going to go twenty. Uh, South Carolina here. Yeah, man, all you had to do was say South Carolina. One <laughs> percent <1%. laughs> because right. we just don't beat them.
0: I'm going to give you point oh five on that. I'm going to go twenty.
1: <laughs> uh, Florida here. We tend to play them pretty tough. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also, even though I don't expect it, because Florida's just going to get better and better under Dan Mullen, I'm going to sit at, at 20% on that one. I was I'm, kidding about the South Carolina thing.
0: Yeah, I gave you .05 on that. I'll take it. Uh, you're going to go 20. I'm going to go 10. Yeah. So you're at 3.05. I'm at 2.65. Louisiana Tech.
1: Hmm. Well, our OC should be pretty familiar with them. They lose some key components off that team. They're still dangerous, but we're still the better team overall. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say 60. I'm gonna go 45. You think they're, you think, Tech's I think the they're, the, I think
0: they're the better team. I also think it's late in the season and the losses are piling up.
1: And the okay, coaches well, remind you that Vanderbilt, Missouri late in the season.
0: Uh, Not that late. The coach's future is also being talked about at this point. So you got that. So you are at, you said how much? For the Tech game, 60. 60. Okay. 3.65. Okay, I'm at 3.1. Tennessee.
1: That's in Nashville this year, right? Correct. Correct. Man, he's starting to put it together, man. And, and and a lot of that's going to be contention. I mean, is Harrison Bailey pulling the trigger? But if he is, I mean, he's got Eric Gray behind him and a well-constructed offensive line that, that should dominate that game. As sick in my stomach as it makes me, they're clearly the favorite in that game. Uh, I'll put it at 35.
0: Okay, you end up at 4.0 on the nose. I go 20%, I'm at 3.3.
1: Okay. Is that Do you consider that to be a big disparage between us?
0: No, I mean, we both think it's a three-to-four win team, which is, I'm guessing, if we didn't do this exercise, we probably would have said two-to-four wins, maybe five if everything goes crazy. So I don't think either of us are surprised. And yeah, with that, I I've think, got I to run. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, tell, Noel, tell people where they can find your show and your Twitter handle before I do.
1: Yeah, you can find me at 101.5 in Jackson, Tennessee and at Cheap Seats Bass on Twitter.
0: He's Seabass. I'm Chris Lee. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast.